This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about trapping. I know I've been saying it's coming and it's been a long time, but today the day has arrived. And hopefully I live up to uh, your expectations because I don't even know. Problem is I took the class like, what, three, four weeks ago now Uh and it's probably all gone. Yeah. But we'll find out. All right. Now, uh, we're talking about trapping. What kind of uh, trapping are we talking about specifically? Well, I know you remember our episode on man trapping. Oh, no, Mm. maybe we didn't do an episode. We did man tracking. Man tracking, right. Man trapping is yet to come. Okay. We have have some uh, insights there. Today, we're talking about your fur bearers. Oh, no. I did... All the wrong research. Where'd you go? I thought we were talking about, like... The kind of trapping like when a woman stops taking birth control and doesn't tell. Oh, man. Holes in the diaphragm. (laughs) All that research for nothing. All right. Nope, nope, not what we're talking about. We're talking about beavers, foxes, um, bobcats, coyotes, um, fishers, all kinds of good stuff out there. Skunks, raccoons. Why do you want to catch a skunk? Hell if I know. (laughs) Maybe because, well, I think the big thing with skunks is uh, nuisance. Oh, just taking care of Nuisance trapping. All right. Same thing really for coyotes is the the big thing. 
you know, I went to the, the trapping class and the guy's like, well, why do you catch the coyotes? He's like, well, I just fucking hate coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, yeah, but he's up. like, no, just any time I can kill a coyote, it's good. I always kind of like coyotes. They're cool looking. They're not so cool when they're growling and whatever. Not like a wolf, though. No. No, I'm, I'm not too concerned about uh, coyotes. I wouldn't like to mess with a wolf, though. No, that's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apparently, wolves and coyotes are the same same thing. They can breed with each other. I didn't know this. I didn't know this. No, especially when one's like 30 pounds and one's a buck 50, 200, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, that's not uh, not what you're after. So, anyway, let's uh, get to the meat within the nut. All right. And, uh, and see what we can uh, find out here. So, basically, everywhere you go, pretty much you need a license to go trapping. Um, I've got lots of trapping, or sorry, lots of sportsman licenses in New York. And most of them in New York require a class. Some kind of education, bow hunting, regular hunting. Um, what else? I don't know. There's other Trapping. ones. Trapping. Who knew? Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, there's a bunch of classes. The other classes I've been to, you sit there and it's horrible and they talk forever about gun safety and whatever. And But the thing is, you're giving 10 minutes of information just repeated over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. They never really teach you how to hunt, you know? They're not like, oh, well, when you're tracking a deer, you you know, this. Right. Or you want to, you know, really, you know, do this stuff. They didn't cover any of that in the hunting classes. Mm. I found that it's kind just of how not like, to shoot what's the point? The yeah. How not to shoot you, shoot your neighbors, shoot out your neighbor's window, put a BB in your do- neighbor's dog's ear. I, I don't know, know anything I, about I, that. I, I keep getting asked about it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Um, you know, that kind of stuff. When I went to the trapping course, completely different. All these guys cared about was teaching you how to set traps and how to catch things. All right. And that was a completely different take on it than I walked in, you know, expecting. And I got to say, I was really excited and happy to uh, deal with these guys. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the main guy teaching the class... Look like freaking, uh, you know, Phil Robertson or something. and uh, Duck Dynasty guy? Yeah, Duck Dynasty and, uh, you know, old timer. Mm-hmm. And there was another guy with him. And I got to say, I felt bad that both of them had, like, the shaky hands. And I don't think they could set a trap at all anymore. <laughs> and they were both tired. And they're well, like, we're just happy to see young rule, people take it up. Rule the- number one about, about uh, hunting is... Anytime you're handling some sort of a gun or anything like that, you want to get good and drunk first. And that takes away the shakes for, for the shakes people that go are older. Away. Yeah. All right. So now I know, and that's maybe why they had such a problem, mm-hmm. you know, right on the get-go. All right. So with that, they, you know, they wanted to get right into it. These guys, um, yeah, no, we're, we're ready to go. So basically... Trapping, there, there's a bunch of different type of traps that you can do. And there were some pretty cool uh, options. Um, we'll start, I guess, you know, the first thing in the season is the uh, the land land animals. You know, 
not your otters and muskrats and beavers, but your coyotes, foxes, skunks, raccoons, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, you're going to want, there's a couple, like the foot traps seem to be, there. there's basically the body grab traps right? and then the foot traps. Mm-hmm. Um, the body grab traps will basically suffocate the animal. Mm-hmm. It completely goes around, you know, the middle of the body of it. And it just can't even, you know, lift its chest to breathe. Those you usually put in like a box or something because you want to avoid neighborhood pets getting in there, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, you don't want to use... I mean, that was the big thing, I guess, that it, that I found as a deterrent when I got into this was they were like, oh, well, if you're going to catch your neighbor's cats and dogs, it's going to be awkward. And that's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shit, everywhere I'm planning on doing this, there's fucking cats <laughs> running around. I'm so tired of all the damn cats. Well, maybe you need to start with start that. Trapping, start know, trapping, you know, figure the cats out the basics. So, basically, there's a couple of type of traps. Like I said, there's the body gripping, or I said body grabbing, but body mm-hmm. gripping traps and, uh, and, and the foothold traps. Um, so, for, you know, the land animals. So, anyway, like, they have... Uh, they call it a, a dirt hole trap, which what you do, it's pretty slick. And, and actually, they, they had a lot more thought. I mean, I was like, how do you get an animal to, to, go, into you know, your to go into your trap? You're never going to get them to step on it and whatever. In my mind, I was like, this isn't going to work. I don't understand. There really is a lot of calculation into setting it up. So a dirt hole trap, basically the way it works is you imagine um, you you set up some kind of block and this could be like a log. This I mean, it doesn't have to be a big log. I mean, anywhere from maybe 8 to 12 inches. Mm -hmm. You actually don't want to go too high because if they can't see what's off in the distance, they won't go near something. They Mm -hmm. get a little panicky and weird. So if if you want them to walk, say, up to the base of a tree, they're probably not going to do it. Because they can't see what's around. They're not going to hang out long there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to be somewhere they're poking around. So, you set up some kind of block in the back. Like I said, somewhere 8 to maybe 10 inches, 12 inches, depending on what you're trying to catch. Then, you dig a hole. Um, imagine, depends again what you're trying to catch. But most things, um, I'd say about as big as a beer bottle mm-hmm. um, in, in diameter. Uh, you dig the hole. And you want to make it so they can't see the bottom of the hole. But you also want the hole to go straight down. So when you look at it from an angle, you see the hole, but you can't, can't see, what's in, see what's in there. So then you're going to put usually some kind of scent in there. Um, they had, uh, like, I don't know. They had all kinds of stuff. Uh, a lot of it was uh, they would take the glands mm-hmm. from other animals they'd killed. Uh-huh. And the glands, there's a lot of gland oil and little stuff like that. And you basically, they take a uh, a piece of uh, um, burlap mm-hmm. and they'd kind of smear the gland oil on it and they'd stick it in the hole. Okay. And you'd have it so you can't kind of see. You know, if you looked in the hole, you might see the little burlap. It kind of looks like fur of an animal and it smells like whatever. Now, so that's basically what's going to attract them. And you got to realize all these canines and these animals that you're trying to catch, foxes, coyotes, that kind of stuff, amazing sense of smell. So if you have, 
you know, so, some of this, you know, gland oil kind of thing. And it's, I mean, anything. If you go in, you just kind of take some guts out of a uh, an animal. You smear it on there. They can smell it a quarter mile away. Mm-hmm. They know it's there. Uh-huh. Um, th- their sense of smell is just amazing. So you dig the hole. You put the burlap with the oil. Put it in the hole. Then you're going to kind of set the stage kind of around it. So that he's going to walk up and want to look. Now, he's going to come straight in because that's what they do. And you're going to kind of set up on either side that it's, you know, a little rougher. But you're going to take your foot trap. You're going to dig and you're going to set it right in the middle, about 12 inches away from the hole. Because what they'll do is they'll step up and want to look down in it, Uh you know, because they're curious. So 12 inches. You want, it's weird, you want to put the little pad so... You imagine, you know, the foot traps you see at like Gander Mountain and all these places. You can buy them online. They're nothing. So you want the right size. You're going to have to do your own research on what size trap you're looking for for what you're trying to catch. Because I'm only giving you the basic idea how to set a trap here. Right. So you'll dig the hole. You'll set the trap. Set it down. They take like a uh, leaf or... If you don't have like a soft leaf, they were showing that they sell like a little piece of screen. Uh-huh. You cut in a circle, you set it on the pad because you don't want stones and dirt getting under because when they go to put their foot on it, if there's crap underneath it, it's not going to close. Right. So you put the little screen on it, then you take. they take like a sifter and they sift dirt on top of it so you have nice smooth dirt. Mm-hmm. Now, what you want is right where the pad is should be the lowest spot. So you're going to dig your hole so you can set the trap in. And then that's going to be the lowest point, right, where the pad is. Because they always want to put their foot right at the lowest point on the ground. I didn't know this. Turns out that's the deal. Then you might take some pebbles and set little stones on the ground around it so that they don't want to step on the rocks because they won't. Mm -hmm. And they're going to put their foot right where the ground is nice and smooth. Okay. And you can kind of like set the stage so they're going to go right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, that works out great. They've, you know, I was talking to the guys, a lot of success. I got a buddy of mine who's been showing me some tricks and, you know, we're going out and looking at things and, you know, that really seems to be the way to, you know, to really catch things. The other thing turns out, well, one, I mean, with that, the bottom line, you know, Boys in holes, they see things, there's a hole, they're going to want to look inside, see what's in there, mm-hmm. get to the bottom of it. You know, I Get to the it, bottom of things. Thought it makes sense, you know. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that, that fits, you know. So, with that, the other thing, turns out, dogs like to pee. Canines okay. like to pee everywhere, mark their territory. Um, if you go out in the, uh, like a snowy day, and you look around, it's weird. When you're going to set a trap, you would look like, say you walk up to a field, just stand and look around and look at the field. And, and whatever you notice is what the animals are going to notice. So if you look at a big field and there's nothing there, except there's a tractor parked in the middle, mm-hmm. or there's a big hay bale in the middle, you know what? That's where the rodents are going to be. And that's where the big animals are going to go because they're going to be like, oh, that's where they are because they're going to be hiding in that. Mm-hmm. And damn if they're not right because anytime I leave my tractor out overnight, 
Sure enough, I come out the next day and there's a freaking mouse nest in the engine, you know? Mm-hmm. They might say, oh, well, it's the heat or whatever. But I'm just saying, right. if there's some kind of structure there, the critters are going to find it. Mm-hmm. So, and the thing is, the bigger critters that we're trying to catch are going to be after the smaller ones. Right. So they're going to go out there and check it out. So where I was going with this is you go out in a snowy field or whatever, you look, you see like a stump or something like that. You know what? Every freaking canine that walks by there is going to go pee on it. Mm -hmm. And try it out. Next time you're out in the woods, you go out in the snow, you look, you're going to see pee all around the stump. And you're going to be like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Um, One, if they're already using it, you don't even need your own bait. Or you can buy animal piss, as we were talking about, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, you know, fox piss. Turns out uh, that's a big one for attracting other canines. And and that's the thing. If somebody's pissed there, they're going to want to come make their mark and check it out. Uh-huh. And they're going to come over and sniff it and see what's going on. Okay. Then, so, again, the same thing will apply. You're going to want to about 12 inches out. You're going to want to set that same foot trap, same way, stones, a little bit of dirt, right next to the, uh, you know, to the stump. And you squirt a little of the piss on there, or sure enough, you know, you can find what that other animals have been using. You know, you can look at the tracks and see what's around. Okay. Um, you do want to hide, you know, they talk about wearing your rubber gloves, stuff like that. You don't want it to be obvious that humans have been there. Now, there's also the body gripping traps. Now, these are more for, like, your raccoons and, and your smaller stuff like that. Um, again, they're they're good because you don't want to put the body gripping traps on the ground because that's where you're going to catch your neighborhood dogs and cats and all this stuff. So, the reason I say they're good for raccoons and stuff is this is something you can throw up in the tree. You know? Now... There's a, a set distance. I, I think it's eight inches. I'd have to look at the book. I think it changed from last year to this year. It's either six or eight inches. But basically, you're going to build a wooden box. And you know those like have a heart traps. You know what they look like. Imagine the same type size box you imagine as a have a heart for a raccoon. You'd build a box basically like that that's just a rectangle. You lay the body gripping trap which are the ones that look like a square, and then they kind of snap. And you'd put it inside, but it's got to be six or eight inches in. The idea is so that way a dog doesn't come stick his nose in there and go looking for stuff and then end up getting hit. Now, the cool thing about raccoons and stuff like that is you don't need to use scents that are going to attract dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. You can use um, raccoons. You can use anything sweet. Which okay. cats and rack and uh, sorry, cats and dogs don't want not any part of. It. They're not going to be like, ooh, you know, there's some jelly in there. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not their thing. So, but the uh, you know the raccoons and stuff like that are all about it. Um, so, what you do is same thing. You have the box. You put same thing. A little piece of burlap. Sometimes they put it on a little post, and they'll put it way inside in the back. And you have the something sweet. You have the square, you know, the trap will slide right in. You can look these box traps up on the internet, obviously. You're not going to be able to 
make it from the way I'm describing it, but you'll be able to, you know, mm -hmm. look it up. Know what you're looking for. Six inches in, the animal goes in, and then it snaps down. You want it to snap right behind the neck and, and you know, choke them out. They show, like, the middle of the body, believe it or not. Sometimes they can try and work themselves out. That mm -hmm. kind of stuff, it's trouble. Now, that kind of leads us into uh, the water traps. Okay, that would be like uh, mink and, and otter. Beaver, and mink, uh, muskrat, fisher, otter, all those kind of fit into there. Okay. Um, they, uh, it turns out, like, if you watch the tracks of animals, when you go to the pond and you see a hole and you're like, oh, you know, the beaver, you know, could be getting in and out of here or whatever. They freaking, all beavers and, and these animals do all day, obviously. They're building dams or whatever dam thing you want to tell me. I don't know. But when they're hanging out, they will actually walk the perimeter of a pond, lake, creek, whatever. And they're going to go to every single hole and they're going to stick their head in it. Because mm -hmm. that's what they do. Um, I've seen it, you know, in the snow and like that. And you see their tracks and it'll just go from hole to hole and they're just checking what's in the hole because, again, that's what they do. That's what you do. You see a hole, you're going to check it out. Mm -hmm. Holes are fascinating. <laughs> but so they go around. That's where you want to set your trap okay. is, you know, on these holes or dig a hole, mm -hmm. put a new hole, throw it in if you can find something. Now, the way you want to kill a, uh, you see the idea is like, I, I guess I kind of skipped this step, but you guys will work with me. You're patient. I like it. So thing is you come up on your foot trap or whatever, the animal's just going to be there hanging out. That's why you got to check them frequently because, mm. and honestly, the way the new ones work, they don't get out of it. Um, if you set it up right, they're not going to gnaw their leg off. You know, you hear these stories of, oh, I came out and there was a foot in there or whatever. When they gnaw their leg off, what's happening is the bottom of the trap has their foot in it. And that part will go numb. So they don't even see that as kind of a part of their body anymore. Because when they go to bite it or anything, they don't feel anything. Because mm -hmm. it's clamped off. So you want to make it. So if you set your trap correctly, and if you just look at some stuff online, you'll see you're not going to... They're, they shouldn't have access to be able to bite underneath uh -huh. and get to their foot. Um, you can't leave it. That's the thing they talk about, the little chain that you put in the ground in the stake right, the to stake. hold it. it. It can't be long. you got to have it short and, and right there. And if it's close, they're not going to be able to get underneath and get at their foot. So they're not, as long as you're reasonable, you know, you got to get out there. You know, mm -hmm. they're going to come out at night. You got to be out there at six, seven in the morning. Right. You got to be checking the traps. You can't leave it. You leave it a day, they're going to be gone. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what? Somebody else is going to come and take your critter, mm -hmm. or somebody's going to come and let it go. Right. So, basically, when you come up on an animal like that, you're going to come up and you're going to shoot it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how it works. The trap is really just to hold it there until you come out and, and take care of business. Now, that's different than the body gripping, which I told you suffocate the animal right away. Right. Now, you can do the body gripping with the water traps. You know, like I said, you put them in the holes. That's mm -hmm. those square ones that I had mentioned earlier. They go in the holes. It suffocates them. That's the end of it. 
cool thing is those your the holes that I'm talking about are usually in the side of a bank and usually submerged in water. Mm-hmm. So also it's going to hold them there. They're going to drown. It's going to keep your beaver fresh and nice and whatever and right there. The other ones you can do foot traps with the beavers and the fishers and all these these guys and again you got to check with your local laws i don't know how it is where you know you live i'm just going with you know what i've seen i'm just mm-hmm. talking about how things work general knowledge you know work with me i don't know what the uh trapping laws are in your town but bottom line you can take a uh, foot trap and what they do is they put it on a line and the first thing that a uh, animal does when it's scared and it's feeling trapped and captured is they run in the water and go deep. That's mm-hmm. what they do, you know? Right. So they make a little bracket that basically, if you imagine, um, if you went to like Lowe's or Home Depot, you go buy a, um, the angle brackets for boards. Um, they have the little 90 degree with a hole in each side. Right. So when you're going to secure maybe a shelf, something like that, obviously I'm talking about the ones that are like an inch by an inch. Right. The small Something ones. like that. Yeah. You'll put the line through one hole and you'll tie the line to the trap in the other hole. So when he goes down it, it'll move freely. But when he goes to pull backwards, it'll pull the open angle. Mm-hmm. So then it ends up pivoting it and it won't let him pull back out. Right. So he'll run down... You basically take a weight, like a 30-pound... I mean, you could take a a dumbbell plate, you know? Mm -hmm. You tie it to one end of the line. You put this on there. You do your foot trap up on the shore. And then throw the uh, dumbbell into the water. The animal goes, oh, crap, my leg just got caught. I'm freaked out. Runs into the water, dives down deep, and then he's stuck and he drowns. Mm -hmm. And that way he's dead instantly, less suffering. Instantly, you know, anybody Instantly who's ish. who's kind of drowned before or seen mm-hmm. somebody drowned or, or uh, you know, read the book The Perfect Storm. Yeah, you, you see how that goes. Really, it's not quite the painless death that maybe I just painted yeah. it as. But we're talking about animals. We're not talking about people. And they're rodents. Come That's on, right. work with me. <laughs> you know, they're here for yeah. our pleasure, right. right? But that's basically the gist of that. Um, I mean, there's a lot I could get into on the scents and the different things, but um, most of that's like kind of a look it up online kind of stuff. Um, they they sell a million. They call them lures, which are you know basically you'll buy like a little jar of some kind of waxy, filmy, disgusting uh-huh. thing, and and like I said, you just take a little piece of burlap, you rub it on there. You're not really using like you're not putting a piece of fish out there, right? You just know, smells. It's usually just the smell. Because mm-hmm. you just want them to get in there and check it out. Um, same thing, you know, I, I hear people can use the same traps over and over and over again. And when they get too bad, it's weird. Like, certain critters are, are smarter. Um, foxes, you know, they say slick, sly like a fox or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not going to fall for the easier stuff but sometimes they'll come out they'll see the trap they'll see stuff and they'll be like you know something seems off but they'll just stand around the outside Mm -hmm. and you know what there's nothing wrong with putting a trap on the outside or putting three traps on the outside 
Right. And that's kind of how you do it. You know what? If you think it's a great spot to put one trap, wouldn't it be a great spot to put seven traps? Right. You know? And so often you'll go out and instead of you think, oh, I'm going to catch that beaver, and you'll catch four beavers. Mm -hmm. And so often you'll go out and you won't have anything. But just the same, having more traps does not like, well, I have this trap here, so obviously I'm going to get them and whatever. Right. You know, a lot of these guys hang out in packs, you know. Mm -hmm. So this is all something to take into account. I think you guys, another skill, something you can learn. Obviously, you uh, didn't get the full picture from me, but this is an introduction. Right. This is something you probably want to practice a little bit uh, on and your own. You know what? I feel like I gave you some insight. I mean, I learned a lot of shit when I took this class. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously I didn't, I sat there for eight hours. You know, you're getting a half hour. But, you know, that's it. You guys need to, uh, you know, step up your game and one more tool in the arsenal. And, you know, sometimes when the seasons are good, you can actually make a lot of money um, yeah. selling the first. Now, it's weird. I talk to guys and they're telling me, oh, about four years ago, we I made $4,000. Mm-hmm. Last year, I made $200. And they were like, and I had just as many furs both years, you know? And they were like, that's just the trapping market. It's weird. It turns out all the furs we catch and and get in the U.S., whatever, all go to Russia and China. Really? And they're all about staying warm over there. I don't know. It's weird. In the uh, DEC trapping manual for New York, there's a section that says the rationale for trapping. Fur bearers are a part of wildlife of the wildlife resource. The harvest of surplus fur bearing animals results mainly in the production of durable, warm, and beautiful fur clothing. Recent criticisms of trapping and the fur industry have implied vanity demands furs instead of readily available synthetic fibers. Beauty is only part of the usefulness of fur. One of its greatest advantages is the renewability of the resource and the relatively low fossil fuel cost of its production. Synthetic fibers come either from non-renewable resources, coal and petroleum, or from energy-intensive resources, wood fiber. Most of the energy involved in the production of fur and garments is biological energy, the energy of growth and of human labor. As a result, fur garments have a lower carbon footprint than their synthetic counterparts. That's interesting. And, you know, for the DEC to be on board with uh, with me going uh, fur catching, I say yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the lobbyists are always, you know, out to get it and shut it down. And just like hunting, you know, it's the same thing. And these guys were like, so few people do it. And they were like, you need to join every association you can. And the National Trappers Association and the New York Trapper Association and all the different things. Because they're like, look, you guys got to be making sure people are lobbying for you. Because, you know, every right we give up. Every tool we have that we give up to the government is, you know, one more edge that that we lose. right? Right. And it's just one more step in freedom. And, you know, it turns out that's all I ever talk about is freedom. So, Well, that's all that's really important, isn't it? Really, what else is there? Um, yeah, so 
basically, you guys need to go find a trapping class. Get out there. Get your trapping license. Now, I was all excited. I, I took the class, came home. was like, yeah, I'm going to go get my trapping license. I go up to my local Dick Sporting Goods. Because uh-huh. I get my hunting license there, whatever. And I'm like, oh, need to get my trapping license. And the stupid, lazy, fat girl was like, oh, well, the system's down for everybody, and we can't do that for you. And I'm like, really? Because you just checked just now? And she's like, I already <laughs> looked. And I'm like, well, why don't you look again? No, I can't help you. Mm. Yeah, they seem to go out of their way to be uh, unhelpful there at Dick's. Now, at the odd uh, trapping class, though, they were like, oh, you know, a lot of people tell me, you know, in, in New York we have, uh, like, a... a hunters hunter and trapping guide that they mm. give you when you get your license and when you purchase your license it has all the new updates for the law for the year and and the different things you need to be aware of and they were like you'll go in and they'll be like oh we're all out of books we don't have any they're like just walk outside call the dec and say yeah i'm at dicks in uh this town and whatever uh-huh. and they don't have any trapping books can you send me one and he goes, and then mysteriously, they find him. <laughs> really? He goes, I don't know what that's about. And I have a feeling, had I gone out and called the DEC, they would have maybe been like, oh, you know, the system's up. Let's you know. back up. Mysteriously. But, you know, whatever. I don't care. You know, I, well, what's whatever. I come back the next day or I go to the next place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll take my money, uh, you know, vote with your dollars, right? Right. Right. So, what's going on this week? What do we? Uh, what's the new excitement? Well, the one thing that I was uh, looking at is um, uh, our friend Todd Orr that got eaten by the grizzly yes. bear. How's he doing? He's doing pretty good. He still uh, still doesn't have uh, complete feeling and movement in his hand. No, he still only got four uh, fingers left. But he's or... healing up pretty good, and he's going to yeah. make a, a full recovery. He's got all his fingers. He's all in right. good shape. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is is we've uh, we're coming up on winter now. Ah, the cold months. Cold months coming up, so now's time to uh, you know go through your equipment and uh, make sure everything's in order. Make sure you have your your antifreeze in your car. Make sure you've got your uh, windshield wipers are are fixed up because they get torn up on the ice and they just uh, got to be ready for that. Um, stabilizer for your for your fuel and your stable in the boat, lawnmower. Your Long you got mower. the mower. Yep, you got the boat. Um, you know, get your salt snow shovels. Snow shovels are going to be hella expensive at that first storm. Uh, you want to have you want to be ready with your snow shovels before that. Your bag of wizard uh, salt. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know, it's time to get time to get ready. Time to get everything up in order. If uh, you know, a lot of people do the uh, those that heating tape on. Uh, you know, their outside connections, yeah. their plumbing. Um, some people even do their, their gutters. Okay. Uh, time to get that stuff going, man. It's the beginning of November. It's only going to get worse from here. So, uh, you know, All right. so, time to, so time to look into that. Prepping might be in order. Prepping. It's time. It's so time to change your uh, It turns out that November modes. 1st, or they're listening to the podcast, November 4th, 5th, somewhere Something around like that. there. I don't know. Whatever would be a good time to be a prepper. Right. All right. Right. I like it. Got your um, good time to get started with your compost bin, too, if you don't have one. Uh, leaves leaves make great compost. They're not not excellent. You're not going to have, if you rake up your leaves and put them in there now, 
Uh, you're not going to have such great compost by the beginning of summer, but by the end of summer, you should be all right. All throw right. some throw some shit in there. No, nobody ever thinks that that they want their want the shit in their their soil, but you need some some good shit in your compost to keep it uh yeah keep you're, it alive you're and, the shit and in eating. the backyard. Well, not my Kevin's, shit. Kevin's turning over. I'm, I'm thinking about horse or cow poop. Oh, oh, not, okay. not human shit because that's somehow that's, that's gross. gross. That's gross. All right. Well, my chickens are ready. Mm-hmm. They're ready to create some shit. Yeah. There's usually a mountain. It looks like the upside down. Uh, what are they called? I don't stalactites. Stalagmites. Oh, okay. Stalagmites are the one that go up. All right. Those are all over the place in my chicken coop. Yeah. So all right. Throw it in there and now. Um, ready. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think uh, this winter's. According to the Farmer's Almanac, it's going to be a bad one. So uh, I, I, I'm getting that feeling. Yeah, yeah. We had a good. Be coming. We had a good little snowstorm up here already. Um, yeah. It was an inch or two, but it was pretty much melted For off. October, by October, two inches isn't yeah. bad though. Yeah, it was melted off pretty quick, but you know the next snowstorm may not may not melt off. Mm-hmm. So it's time to get ready, get things cleaned up. Like I said, get the lo- the leaves off your lawn because you're going to kill it if you don't. Uh. So, so you're saying I gotta cut one more time? Yeah, yeah. I've been running my lawnmower like every week, just cutting up leaves. I, yeah, I it's great though, cause I got the thirteen year old. So I just ride around on the tractor, and he has to actually rake them up and carry them into the into the woods. Nice. I just I just point and yell. So, All right. you know, it's part of being a dad. Part of being a dad. Maybe fill up that uh, oil tank. Maybe it's time while it's still a little cheap. Yep. Maybe it was time a month ago, but, you know, if That's you right. haven't now. Yep. I got mine uh, filled up today, actually. Oh, but like buck 99? Two was, bucks? Yeah, it was buck 98. Buck 98. Yep. All right. So get your oil topped off and uh, and do a little prepping. Yeah. Stay warm. Stay warm. All right. So preppingbadass at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, send us an email. We're definitely interested in uh, hearing... Uh, some ideas and uh, some feedback, so uh, give us a shout if you have some time. All right, and uh, preppingbadass.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.